Welcome to Imperfect Parenting. I'm Ariel Green Anderson. My name is Mats Anderson. We're bringing you raw, real, and unfiltered stories from around the world. Are you an IP parent? You are exactly the person and the parent that you are meant to be. A long time ago, soul to soul, agreements were made within the family as to what learning would happen. So when that imperfection happens, breathe into it. That is exactly as it's meant to be. And you are on your path and your purpose is right there. And whether you can see it or not, because you may not have gotten sleep or you're overwhelmed or it feels like there's no time or space for you, you're there already. It's just, you have to see it. It's about clearing the cobwebs and cleaning the windshield or whatever it is to see in front of us what is actually already there. We are already serving our community and our family and ourselves. We just have to recognize it and take a deep breath and an exhale and move into that and see where that takes us. And that's exactly why we're here. This is why imperfect parenting exists. This is why I can't stop doing it. Even though I've got a mountain of boxes around me, I cannot stop having these amazing conversations around the world because the one thing that I noticed over and over again is that this crosses borders and cultures and types of people, man, woman, they, doesn't matter. Who is drowning and overwhelmed and has a purpose hanging about, waiting, calling, screaming to be heard, that is all around the world. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's your neighbor or you or the person next door around the world. It is, um, it's touching and it's moving and it's why I'm here to serve as a conduit, a, a, an activator, a person joining in a, in a conversation and journey together. We're going to have fun. We're going to cry. We're going <laughs> to, there's going to be so many emotions because as you shift things, things move. And when things move, it can be uncomfortable and great and energizing and so many things at the same time. And that's what we're going to be doing. And I'm so happy you're here today. You are so brave and courageous to know and dive into that possibility of, yes, I'm allowed to have my life and my passion and be a good parent. And it is possible. And that's what we're here for. Uh, So let's see what's going on. Definitely be mindful of the social media. Uh, Don't let it take over your life, but don't, uh, don't be afraid of it either. And just persevere in in your dreams and don't be afraid to try different things and challenge yourself. It has been a really interesting time lately. I can say that so honestly. If I'm super true and real with you guys, uh, I am so energized right now. Um, moving the energy of the past out the door, donating things and looking through, wow, mountains and mountains of memories, both of mine and my husband's and with my bonus family. And it's powerful, but there's something moving. And while it's super uncomfortable and there's so much resistance at the same time, it's making space. And Ella is even a part of this. She is coming with me and she's being a part of the organizing and the sorting and and sometimes when I forget for a moment that she is a part of this family and also needs to be doing this and my husband as well like we all have to work together to create the space and that space then also creates a space for me and my purpose and my passion and that's what we're here for for all of us to find those things you also need to find that space and we're going to work on that and we're going to have conversations and you're going to see how other people are finding that way one way or another. So that is a big piece of it. And uh, one of the pieces that pops up and today's guest is going to address that is actually social media. Now I can tell you for myself, I have a varied relationship with social media. On one hand, I love that the old 
beast of Facebook still serves its purpose in that um, there are connections that I wouldn't otherwise have because people pop up and I'm reminded of them. And when I do have time to look at things occasionally on Facebook, I actually can be, you know, revitalize a relationship once, once in a while. At the same time, there's the frustrations around social media. When I'm working with imperfect parenting, it's, I want to, I have a vision in my mind of this beautiful Instagram post and I get frustrated because my logistical realities and talents with the tools that I need to use on my phone are limited and I get frustrated. Time goes by and I have such a limited amount of time as a parent and a person that I feel really frustrated and then time gets wasted. So I, it's, you know, accepting sometimes that I won't be able to post things when and how I want to. And, uh, it's at the same time, not letting my emotions get too riled up when people don't respond to something or I try to engage with people and they don't want to engage back or, uh, someone posts something and I think, wow, that's really powerful. I would like to also do something that also has a deep effect and touches people that um, it actually helps them in some way in the same way that that's helped me or someone writes something nasty and then you're really you know sad or you see somebody kind of spying on you you think what is going on there's so many things that get stirred up with social media both the the things that lift you up and the things that knock you down and uh, at first when this guest uh, her person connected with me, I thought, I'm not sure, does this really fit us? And does the writing really sing to my soul? There were a lot of different questions that came up uh, when I uh, was reading this book, Ain't You Got No Manners? Now, first of all, I already have a reaction when I hear the title, which I think is the point, right? It's meant to kind of make you uncomfortable because there is, it's catchy, it's, uh, but it's meant to kind of stir you one way or another. And, and uh, Kristen you know, she started a book about manners and then, you know, it, that project disappeared for a moment, you know, it was kind of, she stepped away from it. This is what happens. We have ideas, we have passions and then something, we just step away, but sometimes we come back and we reinvent it. And in this case, she reinvented it for modern day that the social media and manners, it's really powerful. There's a lot of things that uh, get stirred up when we're dealing with, um, with social media, the ways that it can help and harm. And this conversation is interesting for me because it's not only for all of us and the parents, but of course, you know, we as people who have kids or kids around us are also dealing with how to work with our children and to be safe. And, you know, we had this conversation with, uh, with Lisa, that first interview, the second podcast, where we're talking about how, you know, people, kids go to meet somebody and they think that what they say is really true and how you have to be super careful about that. And at the same time, uh, you know, you don't want to freak them out and you, you can create, uh, positive things and, and connect people and do crowdsourcing. And there's all kinds of great things that you can do on social media. So it's finding that balance between everything. And, and, uh, as, uh, Christian's mom talked about the think button, you know, I think we all need that and not just for social media. So I, uh, look forward to sharing this interview, this conversation, and it was uh, about 60 degrees, hundred. 20, 30 degrees in uh, this recording room. When I was doing this, I was literally streaming with sweat and trying to focus. I was getting dizzy, but I really, really wanted to uh, get this out to you guys. I didn't want to wait any longer. And uh, so I just went for it, even though our air conditioning was completely kaput. Uh, So (laughs) keep that in mind as I'm drifting off in my thought and uh, at the same time, uh, keeping us in the conversation about, you know, what feeds us. So as we're on this path of, you know, how do I not get overwhelmed in my life and, and keep the, the, uh, passions flowing and at the same time be with my family, you know, social media is a way that it, it joins us, but it also separates us. How many times have we looked around and seen people all on their phones, the family, not connecting at all at dinner time? And that is one thing that drives me mad. And in our house, that's a rule for me. I think we've broken it once since Ella was three um, in, on the planet for three years uh, where uh, we just, no, no electronics at the table. 
99.9% of the time so that we have a chance to connect and that makes space as well. I think in that making space for our passions and our purpose and ourselves, we need to be aware of how much we get sucked into social media uh, because it can be a time sucker. And so when we say we don't have time, I would even take half the time that we do spend on social media and use that that would be my challenge for you this week to use that for yourself and uh, what you need and to raise up your energy and get a little zing and explore that which we're exploring these days, which is getting you back to you and your path. So here is Kristen and let's see what we've got to say today. So Kristen Johnson, ain't you got no manners author. What what inspired you? Where was the first moment when you knew that you needed to write this book? Well, I think that I think the first moment was that I had started a manners project years ago and put that aside because for various reasons that project got got shelved and later revisited it and my editor was dusting it off and she said we really need to do something with this manners book that you've that you have and I said okay the technology has changed rapidly why don't we do an internet manners book okay so which is which is fantastic which was fantastic I thought it was a fantastic idea and about that time the internet was ramping up of Social media was really, really exploding dramatically. I know, right? It, it's just yeah. amazing. So, and about that time, my late mother came up with the concept of the think button, which we'll probably get to. And we just wanted, and we just wanted to write this book about social media to teach people about online etiquette. And how did it differ that? the modernizing it, so to speak, or the shifting it towards, you know, online media and all that. What was the shift? Did you notice much change or was it actually quite similar as far as um, how to treat people and how to speak and bullying and it's, all of that? It was, it was a completely, completely different book. <laughs> uh, completely different because, I mean, the basic concepts of etiquette and being considerate and things like that were were totally the same, mm -hmm. but uh, the the gist of it, the thrust of it, with the technology was entirely different because the technology is different. But the thing I emphasize in the book is that you know your online life and offline life are are connected because we're human beings. So, and ain't you got no manners? I make the point that manners matter no matter what you're no matter what you're doing whether it's the internet or anything else and why that particular title ain't you got no manners was <laughs> uh, my was my editor my editor is from texas so <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> it just seemed like an eye-catching title and uh it was just it was just a way to uh be provocative and just make get people's attention and make people think and so on and just make people think about manners and so on. So I think that it it captures the uh, the style of the book and the and the spirit of the book, which is you know just trying to delve into this, but do it in a in a fun sort of way. Try to try to uh, because. Just be a, just be a little make it a fun read at the same time we're tackling some very serious topics. And do you do you have uh, your own kids or family or people around who you've uh, watched be affected by this or yourself even be affected by the things that you? Oh you hit yes, on I, well I think everybody has been affected affected, and you know you notice that we we behave differently with the I know with cell phones. They talk about the cell phone. I know that uh, we're all attached to our cell phones. I know I personally have, I don't, I write this in the book. I don't do anything in the book that, um, that I, I don't teach anything in the book that I don't do in real life that I'm not, I'm not sitting here 
saying, oh, don't do this because I, and I know because I'm perfect. No, that's not it. You know, you know, we're, we're imperfect. Like, like the title of your podcast, imperfect, we're all imperfect. So anyway, I think yeah. that's humanity a bit. I mean, it's uh, I think that striving for perfection is where we all get. Actually, there's a lot of misery and stress and a lot of other things, regardless if it's parents or parenting or something else. And uh, it's funny that because exactly because it, that I happened to be today ended up being the day that we were having the interview because this morning, actually, my husband, he has a younger sister. My husband's 50. His sister is my age. And mm. um, even now, he's quite protective of her. And she, she's a writer. She's quite a well-known writer in Sweden. Her name is Lena Andersson. Oh. She's uh, won basically the equivalent of a Pulitzer Prize. She's, she's, people look to her now. like she's, she's being heard. But as a result of that, of course, anytime you put anything out there, people whether it's on social media or you're writing something, there's always going to be somebody who's not your friend, so to speak. And he was just saying today, none of these people would have the nerve to say the nasty things that they were saying, tweeting. Basically, he somebody tweeted something a little bit nasty, well, more than a few people, because she's very provocative and pushes the, the limits of people's sort of following something that may not really be true to being authentic and kind to other people. She will call people out on it. She's not afraid to say the uncomfortable thing. And he was saying, yes. they would never do this if they had to see her face to face or if they had to, uh, you know, be uh, writing it in a newspaper or something like that. There's something away about technology that distances people enough that they feel they can do whatever they want. And I said, isn't it funny that I'm talking to Kristen today? And here we're having this exact conversation about basically bullying at any age. You I know. know. And, and you are right. That must be that must be very, very difficult for your for your family. And, it, you know, you know, to see that it's it, it, it's hard. And but these people that are typing 140 characters, they're behind their behind their keyboard. We all do it without thinking about it yeah. because we all opine the internet has made things so much easier and we don't think about how we come across is one of the tenets of the book so it's kind of like you have to pause and say well would I say this to the person if I if I were if she were having a book signing or if we were if we were in public and probably the answer would be no <laughs> what what I mean it's it's true. I mean, I think, and I, and I think what you said is also that pause is really important. I think a lot of us, like you said, without meaning to people can even, he said, even when I was telling her about the compliments, she was like, wait a minute, but what about that? You know, she was, she was, you know, not sure if that, was that really a compliment? You know, it's sometimes that we don't realize that how, what we're saying, even when we have the best intentions can sometimes still hit a nerve in one way or another. And so tell me a little bit about, um, for, for you, like the, was there a part of the book that you enjoyed working with the most? Oh, I think uh, a lot of it, I, I enjoyed all of it and, and did a lot of research and uh, just absolutely, I do research with everything that I do, just like, um, I know that you and your husband have a, a an online community, a corporate community that in, yeah. in another yeah. podcast, <laughs> you're multi, you're multifaceted. So I love doing research, but what I think some of the, some of the joys of the book was trying to interview people at, like Holly Griggs fall and Valpreet Carr and uh, some of the people that I connected with online. And I also quite enjoyed the, uh, the internet dating chapter cause that was fun. And also uh, and and the Twitter chapter because this was really exploding during the 2016 election when Twitter and it's still and it, and it's still front and center and just just a lot of it I I really enjoyed in trying to explore and just learn people's stories and and convey the information. Well, I can only imagine the stories that you heard. I can imagine Twitter, but I know from online dating from the people around me and myself included before my husband uh, talk about not having manners, <laughs> how people, it, it takes things to another level as far as authenticity and some of the 
strange ways of communicating through the online dating piece. So I was I was happy that you hit on that as well, that it wasn't just, you know, the the typical kind of smartphone, quick moments, Insta, Twitter, Facebook, but you kind of really went to all corners. That was that was great. Well, and it's and it's all really connected because now you have the dating via the apps and things like that. It's all really our online and offline lives, and I and I keep talking about this in the book, Ain't You God No Manners. Yeah. Online and offline life is is so connected. I and one of the tenets in my, in the book is even if you're not on social media, you're on social media because somebody posts something about you. I I don't know. You probably had this experience. <laughs> I think it's worldwide where you're at a gathering and people are. People are videoing, and who knows? They may be posting to the internet, and you and you think, oh, gee, did I really come off uh, okay in that? You know, even doing something like dancing or dancing to a song or so, or, or so forth, because you don't know uh, it's going to be on their Facebook page, and probably nobody will see it. But we're self conscious at the same time. Yeah, it makes you think more. I mean, on one hand, I I do think that it. it makes us more accountable to ourselves in a way because I think that we can yes. inadvertently become a little bit lazy and or you know and, and just flippantly say something and not think about you think there's only two people in front of you but you don't realize there's someone behind filming and everything is different now you know so it makes you think about what words am I using how am I connecting with the world am I being authentic to my own heart and and kindness to others it it really uh in the best way could could th make things better if we have the consciousness and the intention for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, to just, I mean, no offense should be meant were in should be, uh, received or none was intended, but at the same time, we do have to think about how we come across, how we, how we present ourselves. And there's a, there's a line between being over hypersensitive and, caring uh caring about other people's feelings yeah so yeah. it's it's really it's really difficult and sometimes you know the internet is a great place to to try and speak that truth but uh just there's a time i guess there's a time and place for everything what was the most challenging part for you about you said you're enjoyed a lot of it but was there any part where you felt uncomfortable I mean I know as I was reading through there's some parts where I was like oh yeah that's interesting and other parts actually kind of emoted you know I sort of imagined being you know um, in the situation or what you were talking about and and it was less comfortable but that's actually the point right but what exactly. for you what for you was um, was there a moment or a topic that was a little more challenging well I think I think just just the idea that like I say that they're that we're always on camera and that they're that things aren't private. I think that that was the thing that really really struck for me is that you don't know what's being shared and what's being out there and things like that and and the innocent things that you share might come back to uh might have re repercussions. So that's Again, I hate to keep hitting this, but that's but thinking about always self monitoring. I think that's I think that's a blessing, but I think it's a a little bit of a it can be a little bit of a challenge because you get you get a little insecure and you think you and I think it's good. There's probably there probably should be more thinking and hitting that think button. Definitely. Yeah, tell but, us a little more about that in a second. I want to hear about the think button, or have, tell our audience more about the think button, but the inspiration from your mom. Well, the think button is my mom, in, in my late mom in 2015, when we, I was preparing to write this book, she, she said, uh, email programs have a send button, they have a save button, which I guess is a form of the think button, but why don't they have a think button as in, Think, do you really want to post that? And social media uh, doesn't have have a save button. Sometimes they do. Sometimes you can save. I mean, I know Skype. You can save messages and things like that. And Skype is a Skype messaging is another form of social media. Really, a lot of it is is connected to social media and offline and online and digital. 
but yeah. we don't have the we don't have the think button think button. We have the send and save, but you just need to hit the think button. And there's a reason that you have a save button so that you can just put the draft away and think about it. Sometimes you can overthink. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. In the middle of texting and things like that. It's easy in the middle of texting or or a Facebook messaging or or kick or WhatsApp or whatever to just get caught up in the moment. Yeah. I, I can remember many years ago, I had a, a boyfriend. I'm here in Czech Republic. He was Czech. And yes. of course, you have the language barrier, even though he was very good in English. But in text, we we actually ended up not breaking up over texting, but be breaking up because of texting. It was just the way that the words that were chosen very quickly, late at night conversation. It was just such a mistake. And, and I thought, we both thought, why didn't we just pick up the phone? You know, <laughs> or why didn't we meet each other and have a conversation like a real, but there was something about it that just pulled out the wrong things. And we reconnected later. And I remember having the conversation with him and like, yeah, that's not what I meant. No, that's not what I meant either. Well, why didn't we call each other or meet? I don't know why we didn't. It was just how things were meant to be. But, you know, it made, I remember thinking about that. Like, there, you know, that's when you have a language barrier. But I think we all have a language barrier because nobody is you. All of us think differently and speak differently. But we need that think oh, button exactly. every day, even before we speak half the time. But you don't want to be, you know, cuckoo about things. But at the same time, it would be valuable. <laughs> Well, at the same time, in the in the book, there's something I say, but like, what do you mean by that? You know, you know, when right. when you're not sure about something, what do you mean by that? Because especially with texting and emailing, you don't have the context of uh, physical face-to-face -face interactions or expressions. I know we exactly. have emojis now and things like that, and that that kind of helps, but it's not. It's really not the same thing. So, just say, what do you mean by that? Yeah, because I think people overthink the emoji thing a bit. Like, what is it that people want to see or hear, so to speak, through the faces? It's not necessarily your natural expression. Your ma natural reaction to whatever is happening on the other side might be a completely different face than the emoji that someone, you know, you choose. Because that's kind of the best version of things. Like, yeah, that really bothered me, but I'll just put a up-in-the-air hands, what are you talking about face. But really, I want to say, ah, that was mean, you know. So it's a... Yeah, it's quite. So have you now the, the book has been out for a little bit and have you heard back any stories that made you smile and think I'm now I'm not that I wasn't sure before, but I'm really glad I put this out. You know, just the feedback you're getting on Amazon or friends or friends of friends. Have you read anything that just kind of made you feel good about all the hard work you put in? Well, that's a that's a really great question. And I think I think that some of the I think that some of the reviews have been and the reception has been have been great and also that people really are are paying attention that they're saying we need a book like this we we need a book book like this and when I whenever I say talk about it to people uh, say I'm I wrote this book on internet manners they the response I get is there aren't any. <laughs> No, it's true. I mean, people complain about a lot about how uh, frustrating or challenging social media and how the lack of manners can be. But uh, it's good that you put this out there. And I'm so excited to continue to see what people are writing. Of course, I popped on Amazon and was happy to see people being encouraging and, you know, as far as your reviews and all of that. So, um, and you. Yes, uh, that was great. Do you, do you do any speaking about the topic in connection with your book or you do book readings? Like how, where would people find you if like they happen to be in your area and where are you these days as well? I, I'm in Cal I'm based in California, uh, Palm Springs area. And, uh, I, but, uh, I mainly, mainly I, I do a lot of my marketing through podcasts and, and the internet and things like that. Facebook, Twitter, blogs, so forth. And of course, uh, you can always find me on Amazon, the 800 pound gorilla, love <laughs> but I love Amazon. And it, but sometimes I will do speaking engagements for the, for the book. I did one uh, in my area at a local business and so forth in connection with health. 
you know, uh, physical and uh, and uh, emotional health and things things like that. Just because the top, they thought the topic would be interesting, and it was it was a very engaging uh, seminar. And I do a lot of speaking on writing in general, screenwriting and so forth. I oh, wow. I mean, oh, wow. I wouldn't say I do a lot of speaking, but I do. I present to groups and so on, and I'm available for speaking and. I love to connect with my audience. Nice. I love to connect with my audience. I have ever since, uh, you know, that's been a dream ever since I was at the University of Southern California Master of Professional Writing Program. And when I was a student at University of Michigan in writing, I just, you know, dreamed of writing and connecting with my audience and writing something that matters. And what is one of your favorite ways to connect with your audience and a memory that stands out in your mind of connecting with somebody? That's a, that's a really great question. I think that uh, one, of the, one of the things that I, I truly enjoy is, you know, giving writing seminars and, and to the groups I, with the groups I belong to, such as Screenwriter, Desert Screenwriters Guild and things like that, and, and just really interacting with people and hearing the face-to-face and, and seeing people's, because the social media is great, but being in, up front and in, in person with people is terrific too. But I lo- also love receiving emails and notices saying, hey, your book touched me. I really liked your book. Yay. <laughs> so, and, and winning uh, the uh, Nonfiction Authors Association uh Nonfiction book award in the cat- bronze in the category of computers and technology was wonderful too, and I got a very nice review from a gentleman who's a member of that association called Dr. Bob Rich, and then uh, so whose book I also also recommend from Depression to Contentment, and it was just other authors have been extremely supportive, like Carolyn Howard Johnson and Judith Fabris and. Nice. Listen, Anna Laura, a lot of people have been extremely supportive. And how can I ask you how long I, now I I'm we've been talking about the, the book specifically, but I always like to have a tiny little piece for our, our audience about um, your process, uh, because whenever I see somebody who's realized something, I hear that you've had a lot of successes and some really great support. And that's so fantastic. And for our listeners, whether they're parents or they're just people trying to realize their dreams. I'm always just, I get goosebumps even just talking about it because I love having people like you in front of me and sharing your story. So for you, I know that you have a lot of writing background, but was it an easy process to put the book out into the world? And when you went from the original project to the new project, how long did it take? And could you give us a little little tidbit of your, your process to help inspire the people out there who are sitting on something but not sure if they should go forward? Well, I, I think that timing is everything, is what I've learned. Timing, timing is totally everything, and timing in terms of life. And uh, with, the pro- with the project, it was uh, several years ago, it was in the early 2000s, early 2000s that the project, original project started. And then for various reasons, uh, we were collaborating and I was collaborating with different people and things just didn't work out. It just happens. That does happen. (laughs) It happens in life. And I moved on to other other projects, other things, uh, published other books and worked on many other consulted on, ghost wrote on, many other things. And it, in the interim, this project was just lying in wait, uh, lying fallow, waiting for the, for the right time. And it was just kind of a fluke that my editor was going through her own files and seeing the manuscript. And it almost like it was meant to be, almost, almost wow. like it was a reminder from the universe. Like this one, this project's not done yet. It wants your exactly. your love exactly. and attention. Great. Exactly. I I have friends that uh, it took them twenty years to write a book, and it took uh, 
including one that I that I that I've been working with. Uh, I have a friend that uh, who published a historical novel and award-winning historical novel, and it took her a long time to write the book, just because life intervened and it was a big project. And but when the time is right and the project is right, and with parents, it's it's especially challenging because, you know, you have other, you have obligations, everything's, you have everything, you're responsible for, for everything, but you also have that creative spark. And there are many parents that have just grab a few minutes a day. I I know, I know, you know, you know, as well, I don't have kids, but I have a niece and nephew and I know it's very very challenging just to grab the, a couple moments uh, just to reflect and decompress and relax downtime just try to uh, have that for yourself so writing is and writing takes time but sometimes those rich experiences from from parenting can can help too um, and I think all of us parents or not uh, daily life can take over when we have our creative uh, dreams and focus can be easily distracted because the house needs to be cleaned or something breaks, you know, somewhere or somebody so like the air you conditioning, or, like the air conditioning, uh, yeah. as you see me dripping, <laughs> dripping with sweat here. Uh, there's so many things that 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 come even with, with or without family, and I, I have plenty of friends who have lived, oh, yeah. you know, rich lives, and they're they're trying to get to their creative projects and they're like, I can't even imagine because it's just, um, it's also kind of be- either believing in yourself or having someone who, who kind of gives you that nudge or asks you the question, like, how is that going? It's, it's great to, um, that's why I think having a community is super important, which is one of the things that we're trying to build, you know, through these podcasts and whatnot for our parenting. I realize that it's not just about being understood. I realized the other day, I really want to grow people's creative projects. It just hit me like it's about how maybe because I'm trying to do it myself is how to successfully in life, whether it's parenting or whatever, as a coach, I want people to be living their dreams. And so um, thank you for coming on and talking about yours. Well, I I think I think living the living the dream and being able to live that dream it's not a, it's not always easy and no you know, there, there, there are roadblocks and but you but you just keep at it you do if it's meant to be you can make it happen there's plenty of stories of people making it happen whether it's a whether it's a career and just to be able to to get past that fear you know because there's I talk about in the book. There's a lot of criti- There's a lot of critics out there, and I talk about online communities, supportive online communities for for writers and artists and things like that. That that really will support you. But there's also a ton of, like you said about your sister-in-law. There's just so there there are just so many critics, so much hate out there, and you just have to. I don't want to say develop a thick skin because that's a little cliche, but at the same time, and I remember something Holly Griggs Paul said to me in her interview that she looked at the critics. If, if she wasn't doing anything important, people wouldn't be criticizing her. (laughs) And I realize that that's people will criticize anything, but, but that's so true. If you're not out there invisible, you, if you're out there invisible, you're going to attract critics and it's just, kind of it's hard to it's hard to accept but if you're comfortable in your own skin you can you can do it any any last advice if you were to I mean that's great advice there any other last advice or thoughts that you'd have for our audience whether they're reading your book or just trying to create their own dream or their project well definitely be mindful of the social media I don't let it take over your life, but don't, uh, don't be afraid of it either. And just persevere in, in your dreams and don't be afraid to try different things and challenge yourself. 
Thank you so much. So how could people find you other than, than on Amazon? What, tell us where people can find you. It's the best Kristen way. KristenJohnson.net, and I'm on Smashwords and uh, AUGNM.com, which is my blog site. And I, um, that's where you can find me, and I'm on social media, of course. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much, Kristen, for giving us your time today and Thank sharing you your and story. And your husband for this your your fantastic podcast. I've listened to the episodes and watched your uh, watch and read your blog about rituals and, and so on and it's really wonderful what you all are doing. Thank you. I think we're trying to put our hearts into it. Uh, it's uh, corporate corners more what my husband's leading up and I'm in there sometimes with the mindful things and he comes over and I like to have chats with him and this is my my baby but we you know we try to come from our hearts and what's true for us and it's a mix of many things uh, but that's basically what you see is is basically us and so thank you so much for that and it's going to continue to evolve like every Thing that we are doing on the planet all of us things and hopefully if we're oh, lucky absolutely. we evolve and things evolve with us if we're lucky so yes thank you so much Kristen have a really lovely day you too you too so that was Kristen Johnson yeah had a lovely talk uh, about um, manners and relating it to social media, which is, of course, basically in most of our lives, not all, but many, many of our lives, especially those of us with smartphones, it sort of creeps in even when you're trying to take a break or whatnot. Uh, and a lot of us give a lot of time to that as well. <clears throat> you don't know anything about that, Mr. Uh, on location. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's such a minefield, that uh, social media manner thing, which I, I think we are all affected by it every day somehow and I am very affected by it so <laughs> well I mean you're not alone I give you a bad time about it because I see it's like a, it's sort of another addiction it's like the phone goes down the phone goes up the phone goes down no no I I mean more uh, how, how we interact and how how we, ah. how we behave on it so I, I I'm kind okay. of I'm so emotionally uh, annoyed uh, many days or uh, arose just like this is annoying or this why is this person saying that what do they really mean and but I, I, I'm getting better I, I'm getting distance from but I, I get her point of writing a book about it. it's a good thing yeah. yeah well I mean in the you know the book originally was just about manners and then yeah. it just sort of you know morphed because of time and and circumstance into this actually they they um publisher had the idea between the two of them they kind of sorted it out and uh, but it is it's a funny thing because I, you know it's funny even today I talked to um, an old colleague and friend that I haven't seen in ages Bevan and he's from New Zealand and we were talking our kids were you know running around and uh, you know and he said you know I I Facebook you know a lot of these you know social media he had to turn off the no notifications because even he just and I I can relate to this you uh, you know for manners, for connecting, you know, you see those notifications, you know, 20 notifications and you just want to clean it up like your email box. You don't want to have things hanging in the air, but they're constant. And so, you know, it sucks a lot of time. And, uh, you know, we were talking a lot about manners, you know, with, with Kristen and, uh, I think it's, it's really, you know, cool that she's addressing that because not many people really, they talk about it, but there's not anybody, too many people writing books. And, but also I, I think I think about it a lot for our listeners because, you know, we're these days focusing a lot on creating space for yourself for the things that matter to you. And a lot of us will say, you know, we have all these limiting beliefs. We know, oh, I can't do that because I don't have enough time. Right. Yeah. How many times have you heard me say that? Like even about, you know, the class that I'm taking and the coaching. No, I don't have time, you know, but then you find a way to make time. And part of that is is backing off of social media a little bit. And part of it is you know, there's this thing, like, I feel like it's rude not to respond or to react if somebody, you know, you even, you even say that to me, oh, how come nobody liked that thing, you know, yeah, and we spend a lot of true. time going through Facebook or uh, Instagram or whatever, liking things, partly because we want people to do the same for us, and because we want to be polite, and so there's this, this balance between that and getting to the things that 
also matter to you. It's not that those people on social media don't matter to you. However, if we are not balancing that out with um, letting some of that go in order to make time for the things that matter, like your cycling or, you know, the creating something that I wanted to write on the website, you know, for people and for myself and you and, you know, not having time for those things is, um, you know, then you have to kind of question. And, you know, when I started to make space for this, um, working with Kathy, I realized, uh, Kathy Heller, I, I realized that, uh, there's a lot more time connected to social media and letting go of the shoulds of what I'm supposed to do, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily, you know, uh, true. So, uh, I guess no, that's, that's true. on my mind a lot because I want people and myself can, to get on path and purpose and have yeah. space to do those things. You can free up a lot of time, uh, for sure, it, it takes up so much time. But then, more around the manner. So, I mean, I've I've come around. I mean, I've I've seen the whole thing from when the email came and how yeah. how people in the office you you get this reply all mails and then someone was doing reply all and he was so annoyed either just that he got the mail or you you could see this really aggressive reply all. But that that disappeared kind of later. But and and then social media came and uh, that I think it's still very violent out there you mentioned my, my sister in the talk and yeah that's something I see close uh, it's, it's annoying but I I made a commitment to myself so I try to always or I try never anything critique about a person in a comment or something like that never ever and so try at least DM them or do yeah, private d- if you have DM to if say. there's something. This is more in Facebook groups. So normally Facebook groups that you, you you normally you share the same interest around something. So it yeah. should it shouldn't be that uh, tumultuous. But but it is really wow. It's 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 amazing. The even in the Swedish groups, it's just amazing how they start to fight. Uh, so People I never get really fired I, yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. So so and my my rule is never ever any negative about a person in a, in a post or comment. And uh, if yeah, there's something in the end, exactly, you need the think button. And in general, try to post, post positive things. Uh, it's just, I mean, I, I know that. I, the, 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 I mean, I have the, a mixed feeling about that. I mean, I think you have to be real, but, but you can be real yeah, without being mean I, and aggressive too. Yeah. I know there's I a complaint that, 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 uh, that it's too much positive on social media. So people like I just talked to someone Definitely. the other talked to someone the other day. She was totally struggling with her parenthood because of uh, the social media's picture she sees of her friends. But uh, that's um, and that's like what came up with Yana as well because you know Yana Khan, you know she's doing this traveling and has, they have all these amazing pictures. Then we did the pot, you know the first and the second podcast and there was a strong reaction because people didn't have any idea that of course there's struggles you're on the road yeah. with a toddler but and alone a lot of the I, time I know, so there's, no, you know there's a mixed thing you there know? is a mix but I think for me overall it's just sending positive messages I, I try I know it's difficult but instead of complaining on, on things uh, that that is not really adding value to so try to create some positive vibe I, I think you can do it. If you can do it genuinely, then yes. At the same time, I think that you need to be honest, but not in a cruel way. And at the same time, I don't need to know the dirty details. And no one wants to hear that because we have no. our own crap. You know, you don't want to hear like, oh, I don't necessarily want to hear that every, you know, blow by blow about somebody's migraine and all the things that are happening as a result. And, you know, sometimes it's too much, you know, yeah, it's like it, I'm already in my own it, suffering, I but a little bit, it's, it's like touch on it and move yeah, forward. Like let us know. You it's know. very difficult to emp- <laughs> have, having empathy uh, online. It's much easier when you're close to someone having a migraine than seeing. I think it's difficult to take in, especially if it's really hard things. Well, I'm giving an easy, I'm giving an easy example, like, but I mean, I've had people post stuff about rape and about abortion and all this stuff. And it's, um, it's so personal that maybe I can't relate. Maybe it's also about me when I, it's not so much about manners. It's maybe about decorum. It's about a lot of things, but it's, if you really need to reach out, I would rather that that person goes, you know, reaches out to a, a core group of the friends inside of it, not 500 people on Facebook. For me, that feels impersonal and I personally don't feel comfortable to broadcast that kind of thing so maybe I can't relate and everybody has their own path but at the same time it's it's um are people really getting what they need maybe they are maybe they aren't so I don't I don't know about 
But but I have um, the, I have the, the, negative, the negative aggressive thing. I, I do agree with you. Yeah. I don't think we need to feed the crap in people's lives. No. I think building people up is definitely. But I, I have the impression sure. that people post and comment less. It's just like people taking a step away, especially from, from Facebook. I, I might be I wrong. That. No, I mean, I do. A lot of people are stepping back. I think that's why it's, um, you know, here we are trying to build our own Facebook group to be able to have a conversation. I want to do this live coaching with people, you know, to just support people and whatnot in their own path and process. But at the same time, when I feel myself pulling away from Facebook, I think, well, where can we meet you know, yeah. online globally. Yeah. And, and because that's still a place that people know, it's sort of a tricky thing. We're all trying to pull away at the same time there's things happening there which are of value, um, not just us, I mean other things that I'm interested in as well. So it's um, it's tricky, I, I think, for sure. And uh, But, you know, we have plenty of friends in California who aren't even on that grid. Like, they're like, Facebook? What? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, barely, they, barely, they don't even have smartphones, half of them, you know, because it's just there's too many other things in life pulling, and yeah. I totally get why. So. And I, I also see the, I think, the coming generation, they seems to be a no-go for Facebook, the teenagers now. Oh, yeah, but it's instant yeah. gratification. It's yeah. all the fast, fast, fast things, yeah. you know, so... Anyway, yes, so, you know, thank you, Kristen, for, you know, coming on and getting us thinking about different things and being brave. And I'm always, you know, I know she's been doing a lot of things in her life and writing, but it's always great to see somebody putting things out and, uh, you know, being brave, putting it out there. So I like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thanks, Mats, for coming in on location. And uh, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> saying goodbye <laughs> and I'm going to stop there. Thank you for listening to Imperfect Parenting and our Imperfect Podcast. For show notes, links to things we discussed, our blog, and more, please go to our website at www.imperfectparenting.net. If you have questions, comments, or stories you'd like to share, please go to our social media on our page or write us at info at imperfectparenting.net. We would love a review on iTunes from you and might have a couple surprises at the other side. So IP parents around the world, keep having a wonderfully imperfect day. <laughs>